Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from the blustery city of Salt Lake City. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up on today's episode, we're going to... We're going to talk, we're going to go back to the Ten Commandments in a way. Just a bit. Just a bit. Just, we're, we're going to just, just dab d- on, d- on Don't, them. don't think we're going to be repeating ourselves. We're actually going to be, uh, kind of responding oh, to we something. we never that... repeat ourselves. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> we're going to be responding to something that, uh, one of you listeners brought up. Yeah. Um, and so... we'll, we'll, we'll let that listener bring it up himself. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. And, um, all right. So... What, are you, what have you got, Dan? Got anything oh, good? We got all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought I'd start with, uh, with since we're in Salt Lake City and former Mormons ourselves, oh? I thought I'd start with, uh, do you remember back uh, during the election, we, we talked a little bit about this, where the Mormons, a, a big email went out to a bunch of Mormons that said, hey, pray for Mitt as mm-hmm. he, as he, uh. As he goes into his debates. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's fast and pray. Yeah, it's a little... That he'll do well on Funny his little thing Mormons like to do. And uh, and and he did well. Yeah, it worked. It worked. Didn't That's... win him the election, oh. but it worked. Oh, there the is debate. that. Yeah. Oh. There's that part of it. Well, maybe, maybe it they doesn't failed. work. What? Maybe it doesn't work. <laughs> what? Damn. Everything's crashing down around me. Oh, no. Anyway, so uh, that was that was, of course... You know the the bulk of 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 Mormons in the United States of America are Republicans. I think that's safe to say. Mm-hmm. Not sure. not all, but the bulk. Mm-hmm. That Harry Reid's a Mormon, and he's not. Anyway, uh, now the Mormon Democrats are calling for fasting and prayer. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. What what are they're, they're, what's their cause? Yeah, well, they're much they're much more general. Uh, <laughs> I. They're trying to make it look like it's not gloaty, but I oh. think I feel like there's a gloaty element to this. They're talking. What they've done is they've they've called on everyone to fast and pray uh, to guide uh, for for the country. Fast and pray for the country. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what How it means. How's that gloaty? How's that gloaty? Because they're now Democrats, that we've won. Yeah, it's like it's like I don't hear that though. No, I don't hear it. I don't hear it in that. Um, it says, uh, so there, so one of their guys, mm-hmm. let's see, what was his name? Does it put his name? Uh, oh, Steve Olson, who is a, uh, a caucus vice chairman said in a news release, uh, we would like to encourage our fellow Latter-day Saints and all Americans of goodwill to join us in fasting and praying on December 2nd for our country. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, uh, given that a fellow Latter-day Saint was just defeated in a hard-fought election for president, we believe, the, we believe Latter-day Saints are in a unique position <laughs> to... To lead the nation in healing the divisiveness that has plagued our nation these last few years. Mm. Yeah, it is a divisive nation. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that earlier. We are kind of a mess. Doesn't that smell a little bit of like... Nanny nanny boo-boo? You you Republicans, start working with us now. It's time for you to stop being dicks about this. Soften their hearts. <laughs> yes. Soften the hearts of the Republican Party. Exactly. So that they might exactly cooperate. Pharaoh. Yeah. Oh, John Boehner, you Pharaoh. 
soften your heart. Okay. I don't well, know. He, he seems to... He cries at a drop of a hat. He's Boehner? He yeah. could be a Mormon. Yeah, that's true. With that crying? Yeah. He would yeah. He would do well <laughs> on, on fast and testimony meeting. He would get up on the Sunday and he would he'd start to talk about his, his testimony and how, how dear the gospel is to him. And oh, yeah. Pretty soon. Waterworks. just that his whole, his whole family is so blessed. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I... <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he, yeah. He could do it. He, he totally... He needs to convert. He really does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Anyway, that, yeah. I mean, that's it. It was just, it, it's a little thing. It made it to the uh, to the Salt Lake Tribune. Oh, well, then it must be news. <laughs> it must be news at that point. <laughs> Our friend Peggy Fletcher Stack has reported uh, on it. Peggy, so. Peggy Fletcher. Okay. Well, I've got another Mormon story. Let's just get him out of the way. All right. Yeah, um, we'll just... We're we're trying not to be quite as Mormony now that the election's over, but yeah, but come on, but the Mormons we're are in Salt Lake and they're nutty and they're, they're, yeah, they, it's good material. It's a cornucopia of goofiness. Well, I was driving along and listening to the NPR as I tend to do, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I heard a, a, a little story on All Things Considered um, that uh, I, I I went back and actually found the. The, the the story on online and the headline on it is mormonism a scrutinized yet evolving faith a scrutinized yet evolving faith yeah and so the the the, the whole gist of the story was now that the election is over um and the this mormon moment has has kind of momented had had its had its moments the, yes. the, the mormons had have had their mormon their, <laughs> their mormon i think you've invented yeah. the word uh we were all mormonted um <laughs> but anyways um they've had their moment and so what does it mean now like what what did this scrutiny what did this uh closer look from the nation mm. um actually end up meaning yeah. for, for mormonism and so I, I was intrigued you know i was like oh hey you know what is this going to be yeah. and um, what ends up coming out of it and the, the the gist of the the story ended up being that Mormonism is is a fluid faith. It's a <laughs> fluid religion. It's been evolving uh, over the last you know 150, 60, 70 years, however long they've been in existence. Yeah. Um, and um, and that uh, that that. It just struck me. I, I just wanted to call bullshit on this story. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, I'm listening to these Mormon apologists, um, like that Joanna Brooks, mm-hmm. um, who we like. I like Joanna Brooks. Yeah, me too. Um, but, you know, she can be a little apologistic y. Um, well, you know, she is a member. Apologetic. Um, yeah, she's Mormon and she has no, like, she makes sense. So of yeah. course she's an apologist. Um, but anyways, um, she, she's like, she's in there and she's like, um, well, she says, and I think that it's it, really interesting is she talks about how the fine points of doctrine she deals with privately. Oh, okay. So like, it's like, <laughs> because one of the things that the, they brought up in the story was that, you know, like Kolob, right? Oh, Kolob, yes. Kolob, the planet that God lives on. Actually, that's not what Kolob is. What I is looked it? it up. Kolob is the star nearest the planet that God lives on. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I did a whole thing. It's the it's in the Pearl of Great Price, and he's talking about the the firmament and all the stars, and then there's Kolob is is the star. I wow, I always thought that it was God's realm, but that's where God lived. It it it, it is in the same sense that uh, the solar system is our realm. Okay, well, nonetheless, yeah, sorry. So the, basically. Um, they, they bring up the fact that the, the Mormon hierarchy, the, the, the general authorities, right? The, the, the head of the church, mm. heads of the church, um, haven't brought up, uh, Kolob, haven't mentioned Kolob in general conference since the 1970s. And why would they? Well, <laughs> I'm just saying that that would, it, it obviously sets them apart. It obviously is something that's very easy to, to pick out and whatnot but but what what the the way that i call bullshit on this article is that that that's true right they're not talking about collab publicly right. they're not right. talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. all the spacey weird stuff true. anymore publicly right but the, this is stuff that is um, th- th- this is temple stuff Right, right. Like right. the temple doesn't work without this part of their doctrine. Absolutely, and and the, and so the temple movie is uh, is all space. It's spacey. It's um, you know there there's it. it it's it, we've talked about the plan of salvation before, mm. right? Um, but but anyways, so it, it, that's that's what it's about, and you can't get away from. Um, the plan of salvation, you cannot get away from man becoming like God mm. right, in Mormonism, right. right? They don't like to talk about it publicly, but you cannot get away from that in the, in the temple ceremony. That is the essence of the temple ceremony. Yeah. And so, and so I just have, like, I just wanted to really bring this up that like, if, if for people who, who are out there and probably hopefully none of our listeners ever will convert to Mormonism, um, but <laughs> I think, I think it, we're safe in that. It, it doesn't seem like, then again, somebody might be like, yeah, you know, well, we Frank and Nan talk about these guys. They sound wacky. I'm going to have one over and just see what they're all about. And then, and then... the brainwash. <laughs> oh, it doesn't sound that bad. Well, it doesn't sound all that bad. They've completely redesigned their public image. They've oh, yeah. worked on it. They've, They've um, they've PR'd they, the hell out of it. Yeah, and and they've they've made these changes in order to make themselves seem uh, very moderate and very you know very much a part of the mainstream. Right, and that's how that religion, that's how Mormonism seems for the first for the first part of anybody's membership. Mm. They do not know. Um, anything about the temple because the temple's not really talked about. Right. It's, it's sacred. Right. And actually I remember this happening on my mission, um, in Rome, a newer convert. It was when the 60 minutes thing came mm. out and, uh, Marriott was on there and he's talking about his, gar- the garments. And all right, this kind of stuff. right. Right. This guy who'd been a member for like a year looks at me and is like garments, underwear. What? Yeah. He had no clue. For real? That is how good of a job they do at keeping so much of that out of sight, even from new members. That's and then interesting. you're like, you know that this temple thing is something you're supposed to go do, and it's a good thing, and this and that. And you take a prim- temple prep class, and they kind of try to get you ready for it, right? Um, but there's so much of it that they're not allowed to talk about. And then you go into the temple, and you're given one second, you're given one moment, yeah, in the ceremony to accept these things 
or to get the hell out. Right. Yeah. But they can... haven't even presented all the really scary stuff yet. <laughs> right. Right. They're just like, are you in or you're out? You got right now. Yeah. Like there's been a little bit of weird, but not a lot of weird. Right. And so you're sitting there and you make the choice and then they lay it on. <laughs> and they're like, okay. And it just keeps coming and keeps coming. And that's how they work the temple. Yeah. And so bullshit NPR, you need to do a little bit more homework on this. They, they're, it's not an evolving religion. It's just, a, it, well, it is evolving, but they've been, the evolution is that I think they've been shifting the scary stuff to only be in the temple. More and more hidden. More and more hidden. The scary stuff, the weird stuff, the stuff that's not, that doesn't work in, in, in our media saturated universe with PR firms right. running their image for them and everything. All of that in the temple. Yeah. And yeah. so that's, I mean, yeah. So do you want, do you want to hear the, uh, the scriptural, the, uh, the Pearl of Great Price scriptural reference about Kolob? What's that? Uh, and this is, this is, yeah, this is from a, a Mormon scripture called the Pearl of Great Price, which was written, which book we can say yeah. it's a book of scripture, but we, but unlike the book of Mormon, which Mormons don't claim was written by Joseph Smith. Oh, right, yeah. This one was written and is acknowledged to be written by Joseph Smith, right. inspired by God, and, and and sort of chronicling his discussions with God, who actually literally spoke to him, mm-hmm. etc. Right. So this is him talking to God. Oh, no, this is, this is Abraham talking to God. This is Abraham's account. Uh, the, of, in the book of Abraham, yeah. So this, so this, I guess, wouldn't wouldn't have been written by Joseph Smith. This was this was a translation of this another the, book that was inspired to him. Well, this it, one didn't come off of any golden plates or anything. No, this one came off of um, these were hieroglyphs that came with a mummy. <laughs> That's right. Oh God! And he translated it. And then showed his translation to an Egyptologist who was like, this is bullshit. Yeah, this is nothing to do with anything. Yeah. This is like, um, it was like a, a funeral rite. Yeah. Is what he translated into the book of Abraham. Anyways, yeah. Anyway, so, so here's what it says. And I saw the stars and they were very, and they were very great. And, and that one of them was nearest unto the throne of God. And that there were many great ones which were near unto it. And the Lord said unto me, these are the governing ones, and the name of the great one is Kolob, because mm-hmm. it is near unto me. For I am the Lord thy God. I have set this one to govern all of those which belong to the same order as that upon which thou standest. Yeah. So, Kolob's a star. I had that wrong for forever. Weird. I thought it was a planet. Matter of fact... Now I'm thinking about it. If you I, could hide to Kolob, everybody you'd talks burn about up. it. Everybody talks about it as a planet. Yeah, they're wrong. It's well, a star. You might be wrong. I'm just reading it. I just read it. <laughs> <laughs> I, who's with me, folks? All right. Dan's wrong. Hey, okay. <laughs> there we go. Anywho, let me pull up a little, All right. little thing here. Um. <clears throat> I want to go to the 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 C of E, the, the C of E, the Church of England. Ooh, the 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 starting point, though not the ending point of the Anglican Communion. Oh, okay, yeah. Which is interesting because you'd think, I mean, if you look at how a lot of dogmatic Christian religions go, mm-hmm. uh, there's a central there's a central point, 
and things radiate out from that point, and that central point is where, you know, things can be handed down from that central point, and then they radiate out to everything else. Sure. You know, okay. you got the Pope in Catholicism, yeah. and there is a head of the Anglican Communion, and he is in England. Yes. He's the Archbishop of Canterbury. Yes. It doesn't mean anything. What about the Queen? The Queen. Where does she fit in? The Queen. <laughs> Because I know she's the head of it somehow. She's, she's the a, actual head. She's like she's she used to be. I mean the the royal. I mean obviously the the Church of England was created by uh, King Henry the Eighth, right? As a way of like like being in charge of religion, so he could do whatever the hell he wanted to do. Right. Smart move. Yeah. Really good move. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely worked out <clears throat> pretty well for him. He got as many wives as he wanted anyway. Anyway. Um, <laughs> The uh, the deal is now, though, that there are other parts of the Anglican Communion that are progressing much quicker than the Church of England. Really? To wit, we have, uh, for instance, we, we a couple of weeks ago, we talked about a, a woman bishop yes. here in the U.S. Yeah. They don't have those in England. Shut up. They don't have any women bishops, and they the, just the, barely voted. The bishop in Salt Lake, the, the Salt Lake Diocese is, is a woman. Or at least was. I don't know if Tanner Irish is still... I, I don't know. But I'll tell you this. She's not in England. And guess what? what? They, the, C, the C of E just had a vote and unexpectedly decided not to, to, con, to continue not having women bishops. What? They rejected they allow, it again. Uh, women vicars, right? They do. Because have, I've seen that uh, Vicar of Dibley. And it's a delight. French. Yes, it's cute. <laughs> if you haven't seen the show Vicar of Dibley, go out there and, and watch it. You'll love it. <laughs> but no, there will be no Bishop of Dibley. Uh, in, because they no just female vote. Bishop no Dibley. female Bishop of Dibley. Um, yeah. So, and, and it really took everyone by surprise, including the, the incoming new Archbishop of Canterbury. I think the Queen should have a problem with this. Well, as a woman in a I, man's uh, position, yeah, I got news for you. Parliament has a problem with this. <gasps> what? <laughs> oh, this is getting juicy. Yeah. So there was. So now there's been leaked a memo from uh, the general secretary of or secretary general of the general synod, uh, who called. Um, that doesn't. That doesn't mean anything to me. Not to me either. Uh, <laughs> it's it's two church leaders uh, from this guy who's, I guess, I don't know what he is. I don't know what that means. You're the general right. secretary of the general synod? Mm -hmm. No, the secretary general of the oh, general synod. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, so this, uh, the, uh, this uh, memo got leaked. Oh, now I've lost my place. Um, and it basically was like, we got to fix this problem. Basically, oh. this was this is like everybody's everybody behind closed doors is saying this is a PR disaster. Ew. We can't have this because they had a vote. They yeah. had a uh, the the basically what happened is the the Church of England mm -hmm. got together. Now again, this is Church of England, not the entire Anglican Communion. Ah, yes, okay. Church of England got together and they voted and they voted. Uh, not to do it. And, and the new, the incoming uh, Archbishop of Canterbury called it a very grim day for women and their supporters and, and, and said, you know, basically he said, by God, while I'm in office, there will be women bishops in England. Oh, wow. Huh. Um, didn't put it quite that well, way. You, you, 
Yeah, but interesting. But so so this guy uh, on this on this memo said Parliament is impatient, and unless the Church of England can show very quickly that it's capable of sorting itself out, we shall be into a major constitutional crisis in <gasps> church-state relations, no. the outcome of which cannot be predicted with confidence. What? Like a jettisoning off? I don't know. Which they should. I mean, let's well, face yeah. it, they need to. But I, I, it brings it brings up. I have no idea what the relationship is currently, officially. They'll defrock the queen. <laughs> <laughs> they will. No, the queen will step in and start stripping everybody of their. She'll she'll be the Archbishop of Canterbury. She should. That would be good. That would be great. Yeah. That would be really funny. <laughs> I'd love to hear her sermon. Oh, no. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> the problem is... Yeah, <laughs> what was that? And it came to pass that... I'm trying to do a queen, but it's not working. <laughs> anyway, so... So the theory is that they can't vote again till 2015. Why not? Uh, they, they can't start again until, until the, the new General Synod is seated in 2015. They're... <sighs> but... Okay. Now, behind closed doors, they're starting. To, they're calling for. So, former Archbishop of Canterbury George Carey called on church leaders to rip up its rule book and yeah. speed through the in, the yeah, introduction of women bishops. Why not? I, yeah. Why not? Exactly. Why yeah. not? Except Boy, they are that all over the map. They really because are. they've got their African members of mm-hmm. the Anglican Communion who are yeah. nutty. They've got the we talked about them last week the, mm-hmm. the South Carolinan. Yeah. Group. It's it's, it's all very interesting. Part of the American one. I mean, it's and just... it's all part of the same problem, which is that nobody, everybody in England wants to be polite, <laughs> and they don't <laughs> like hurting anyone's feelings <laughs> or telling anyone that they're wrong. Oh, it's it's cake or death. It's, yeah, that's that's the thing we're dealing with. If you want to learn a, about the Church of England, watch Eddie Izzard's whole deal about mm. that because it's delightful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's where they are. They're they're in a bit of an uproar. Wow. We'll we'll see what happens. Okay. This new this new archbishop. I don't even think he's actually been sworn in yet, or whatever they do, christened or. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I so no once clue. once he takes over, all bets are off, or hmm. so, or something. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, um, let's see. Well, let's just go to the Vatican. Okay. Um, so the Vatican, so, okay, first of all, the Pope wrote a book, right? Mm-hmm. He wrote this book. Um, do you remember the title of the book? Uh, oh no, I, I have it right here. Jesus of Nazareth, the infancy narratives. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. That's, that is a bestseller waiting to happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, to me, it, it all it calls to mind is, do you remember in Talladega Nights, <laughs> Will Ferrell's little... His prayer to the eight bound, oh, yeah. twelve ounce little baby Jesus. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what it calls to mind for me. Uh, yeah, um, well, it definitely sounds to me. It sounds like it's part of like a three part trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Hobbit, only yeah. different. Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth, the, the infancy narrative, and, and then, then there will be like, then, the, and then it's Jesus in Egypt, the uh, well, a teenager but, away from home. But or, all of that is just a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that stuff. Jesus, teenage runaway. Skunk a gung. Not that there would be any source material for that particular part of his life. But. Well, there is. 
it's just not officially um, canonized and canonized. Oh, okay. yeah. There's there's like stories of Jesus like striking another kid down dead, oh, wow. using his godly powers. Um, but of course, they didn't want to include that one in the in that, the can in that, the, that in that the looks, gospels, right? That that's in the Gospel of Dan Brown, I think. <laughs> no, I mean this is this is stuff that like somebody decided to write down at one point, right? But anyways, um, so Jesus, yeah, book written by the Pope. The little baby Jesus. Little baby Jesus book. Right. Written by the Pope. The Pope's been thinking about little baby Jesus. And, and sure, surely this is a cuddly tale. This is a cu- Oh, with Ratzinger? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> no, in, in classic German fashion, he wants to clean up the um, the narrative. Right. Right. And so he, he, he says there were no animals in the stable. Right. Okay. Uh, or at least... The, the, the no account right. in the Gospels mentions any animals. Right. <laughs> so that's not... Come on, people. The uh, angels announce, like, like normally are singing to the shepherds. They're depicted as... Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Singing to the, to, yeah. to, to the shepherds, right? Yeah. The, and, and no, they spoke. They spoke. They spoke. And that one he's really clear on. He's like, <laughs> no, the Bible says they spoke. <laughs> Okay. Like, I don't want to see any pageant this guy produces. <laughs> no. Right? Boring. Yeah, this right? guy This guy is literally... Well, it's so funny that it does feel very German. He literally oh, goes yeah. through and he's like... He's like... Das ist nicht in the Bible. <laughs> we will get this story exact. It must be perfect. There is no embellishment. <laughs> this is not Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's oh, so it's, even though the children are crying right he exactly he exactly care. he's the guy that's like well he, you know who he is he's hmm. the dwight Schrute of dwight Schrute from the office oh yeah okay. <laughs> he's the guy he's the guy that has no sense of like <laughs> what's 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 fun or inspiring hmm. he just wants everything to be accurate yeah yeah he's, well, that's yeah I, I can appreciate that well i yeah i think I'm, surely he's not the first person to notice all of this stuff, but everybody's just like, "Oh, it's a better story this way. It's, it's yeah, fine. Nobody's it's fun. getting hurt. Kids like it more. You're <laughs> going to get the kids' attention a little bit more with this story. Kids like animals, uh-huh. and kids like singing angels. Right. Right. Yeah. Sure. Right? I'm being yeah, yeah. Well, well they're going to respond to that more. Right. Nah. He's just. He's like, nope. We're gonna. We're gonna set the record straight. Although well, you know what's funny is that what he 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 himself said. About it, about this book, was that, was, quote, I hope this little book, notwithstanding its limits, its limits, might help many people in their path toward and with Christ. Oh, wow. I don't think he understands what helps people in their path toward, right, toward Christ. Right. It's not taking the fun stuff out. No, 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 no. Well, anyways, I guess the Vatican is, they're a little bothered Mm. um, by... The fact that the media is focusing on this part of the story, right? <laughs> Which, of course, the, I mean, hello, it's the media. Right. But they're saying that this is evidence oh. of a secularizing and a, a society with, <laughs> with a secular media at its head. And this is wrong and this is bad. What kind and, of a world do we live in 
when a pope can't write a nice book about about you know crum- crushing everybody's dreams about how Jesus was as a baby, yeah, without the secular media coming and trying to point out what he did, yeah, um, they they've labeled it as media confusion, and it's another symptom of the widespread and silent marginalization of God in contemporary society. <laughs> the Vatican is calling war on Christmas, essentially. Uh, Basically, yeah. I mean, well, so this is this came straight from the Vatican. Is this that... is straight from the Vatican, and so they're calling war, war, war on, on Christians, war on German Christmas. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I, German Christmas is nice. I, I like German Christmas. This is Otanenbaum. Yeah, this that's is true. Like, although my the... mom makes German treats, which by the way aren't very sweet or very no. good. They're kind of dry and <laughs> whatnot, in good classic German tradition. They're not right. very fun. But, like, they're fun when you're a little kid. Yeah. You had all these, like, German shit crap yeah, stuff we, around. Yeah, we had German stuff, too. We had German slash Swiss uh, ah. stuff. The the one that jumps out to me uh, in our tradition at home mm-hmm. is the lighting of candles on the tree instead oh. of Christmas lights. Yeah. That's... Which, to me, just seems like it, that's just a fire waiting to happen. That's... Didn't, like, your mom insist on that? or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mom really wanted that. And I, I'll tell you this, too. Dad always looked concerned and alert. <laughs> but they never had a fire extinguisher handy. <laughs> well, it was the it, 70s. It was the 70s and yeah. 80s. We yeah. just we didn't do those things. <laughs> we didn't take it that far. <laughs> yeah, now you'd be ready to douse that thing in oh, yeah. anything. Oh, or, yeah. yeah. Like super fire suppressant. Whatnot. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, no, I know. Mm, God. Anyway. So sad. <laughs> so so sad. The, So far, the picture we've painted is that... German Christmas is everybody stands angrily around a flaming tree with not very good sweets. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> oh, it's a good thing we don't have any German yeah. listeners. I know. They'd, oh, I'm sure they they'd do. be writing us. Yeah. Honey cake. My mom used to make honey cake for all of you. Like, yeah. Lebkuchen. Yeah. So good. That does sound that good. That one actually is really good. Well, that you, was my you, favorite We've all had treat this German year. chocolate cake or black forest cake. Those yeah, all that's sound, good stuff. Those are all good. Yeah. As long as it's not like... Well, as, as long as you hit like the Bavarian area <laughs> of Germany. <laughs> get, right? you get enough of that... Uh... That's a festive area. Sure. They're, like, they, they're loose. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Ratzinger from? He's from like the super picturesque part, isn't he? I don't know. I think he is. I think I remember that. And being like... Oh, who knows? Yeah. I think we should call him... Yeah, anyway. Anyway, we, we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on from beating up on <laughs> Sorry, the Germans. Germans. <laughs> Sorry, German listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, well, okay. So, you heard of this Sharia law thing. Uh-huh. Which is, uh, which is of course, the, the Muslim uh, uh, law. Yes. Law, law, law. Yeah, I mean, it, Sharia law is basically. I don't know how do you describe Sharia law. It's there. It's it. It's law that's meant to. It's law based on the Quran, right? Yeah, and Quranic. It Sharia is a term uh, that means Islamic religious law. Sure, there it's you go. moral and legal code. Uh, right. That sort of the that governs pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah. It locks down everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll be talking about rules. Religious rules soon, but I oh, wanted to talk okay. about about Sharia law because um, it's scary. 
yeah. to a lot of Americans. It's I... very terrifying. Okay. And someone has put – there's a bill that has been presented in the Michigan State House uh, of Representatives that uh, is an anti-Sharia bill. Michigan? Mm-hmm. No, there, oh, there's lots of Muslims in Michigan. So they're responding to that. Yeah. Uh, now, mind you, this isn't the only anti-Sharia law bill that's been presented in our country. They're kind yeah, of all of over. probably all happen in places that don't have a lot of Muslims. Right, there. exactly. But what's hilarious about this is that this bill, basically all, it's, uh, all it does is, in, in this one, it, quote, it would, quote, limit the application and enforcement by a court, arbiter, or administrative body of foreign laws that would impair constitutional rights. Oh. You know what else might you know what else might do that? What? The constitution. Yeah. You you can't have unconstitutional foreign laws exactly. in the, in this country. Right. You don't need this bill. Right. This is just a bill to say damn it I hate Muslims. Right. <laughs> and I'm scared of them. Yeah. That's all this that's what the that's what the wording of this bill should be tweaked to say. <laughs> this bill should be tweaked to say I'm scared of Muslims. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> and spelled like that. Yes. Yeah. 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 Scurred. S Scurred. K U R R E D. Yeah. Scurred. Anyway, right. so uh, this bill it it's been shelved. Good. I mean, it, it's sort of locked okay. up in the Judiciary Committee. Oh. Uh, they're not. They're not going to bring it out of committee. They know how ridiculous this is. What? But you know, it was introduced by a representative, who. Uh, I mean, and this representative was chosen to be uh, Michigan's Republican National Committeeman, just oh. so you know. He's, so it's not like some underling representative that's like, you know, sort of right. the crazy, you know. No, this guy's out in the open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out in the open so much that <laughs> he has made statements like, I disagree that Islam is a religion of peace. Just about every terrorist is a Muslim. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and he also said, uh, oh, oh, what was the other thing he said? Anyway. Yeah. So, so people are sort of, there are a lot of Michiganians who are outraged that this has been, that this, this has been locked up. They want it brought out to the it. floor. Well, it's, it's important to make sure that, <laughs> that foreign laws that aren't, that aren't U.S. laws, that aren't U.S. laws remain, remain foreign. <laughs> Like, is that the deal? I don't know. Like, what do they think is going to happen? That suddenly some judge is going to start obeying Sharia law instead of U.S. law? Yeah, that wouldn't work. If only we had some checks and balances in place to keep that from <laughs> happening. If only there was a system in place so that we could protect ourselves from this. Dan. But there isn't. We have to We have to make laws against Sharia. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, literally, this should be called the... I hate and am scared of Muslims law. Yeah. Well, there's a good reason for that, Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, um, apparently there, you know, these lists that get released of like influential people and whatnot. Oh, sure. Um, well, there's, uh, there's the Muslim 500, which gets released every year. Is it a car race? <laughs> I wish. Uh, no, it's, um. It's the it's a list of the world's 500 most influential Muslims. Oh, internationally. Oh, well, on this year's list, I hope I'm not on that list. This, this year, <laughs> this year is dominated by uh, U.S. Muslims. Oh uh, well, that makes sense. There's is, a lot. Who is of Barack Obama on that list? <laughs> How did you guess? <laughs> 
Oh, by the way, the uh, the guy that introduced that bill that I was telling you about, he's he claims that Barack Obama is a Muslim. Oh, of course. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and so I thought this was just interesting and, and worth bringing up, um, you know, because America has, um, what, roughly 2.6 million Muslims in, uh, and, uh, Islam worldwide has, um, um, counts, uh, 1.6 billion. Yeah. Um, they got practitioners a, of the a, faith. Almost, uh, they've got like a, about a sixth of, of the world population. Like a fifth. Because we're 6.5 now. I thought we were closer to 7. Close to 7? That's 1.6 billion. Yeah. That's... So they, they got a lot. They got a lot. They got a good chunk got of the world population. They, uh, and they're, they're always growing. Yeah. They're, they grow fast. Um, and uh, so anyways, um, I thought this was... I thought it was just kind of a fun little list to see like who's on... Who's on the list, right? Yeah. Um, Saudi Arabia's King Abdullah took the list number one spot. Oh, well. That makes a lot of sense. A, yeah, he's a powerful he's guy. He's kind of top dog in, in Saudi Arabia. And, well, it's, uh, you know, Saudi mm. Arabia is important for yeah, Islam. Yeah. Um, but Americans who made the list, um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> okay. Made the list. There you go. Um, How is he influential now? I don't know. He hasn't um, done anything. Boxing legend Muhammad Ali. Okay. Made the list. Sure. Um, Umar Farouk Abdullah. Uh, he can, he converted, he's a convert who founded the Nawawi Foundation. Um, an <laughs> that educational means so much to me. organization in Chicago. Hey, he's okay. Okay. Let me get to some that people might know. <laughs> God. I'm just Someone saying. Someone might be in Chicago. Knows U- what that is. Umar who founded the Blah 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 Foundation. I don't know what any of that is. Yeah. Well, um, we have... Um, okay, let's get down to uh, Asif Mandvi. Oh, yeah. From The Daily Show. From The Daily Show. He's on the list. Okay. Um, Good for him. Yeah, there's uh, there's some CEOs on the list. Mm. There's um, a former chaplain for the U.S. Bureau of Prisons and internationally known preacher, Sheikh Yusuf Estes. Okay. Um, there's also, this is interesting, um, I kind of wanted to read a lot, of the, a lot of these names because there's names like Nihad Awa. And Muhammad El Irain and uh, Imam um, Muhammad Majid. Okay. Mm, mm-hmm. And then there's Rezep, uh, Representative Andrew Carson mm? <laughs> of oh, Indiana. Carson. And, and, I like that. And Representative Keith Ellison okay. of Minnesota, uh, mm. both Democrats. Oh. Um, but they're the only two Muslim members of Congress. Okay. Are Interestingly there, enough. And they're both Democrats. They're both Democrats. I like that. And they both have English names. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, but Yusuf, (laughs) you know, Muhammad, blah, 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 Hussein, whatever, is not going to... be hard to run a ride-in. It's tough. (laughs) (laughs) I want to ride him in, but how the hell do you spell that? (laughs) I don't know how. I I like that Farouk guy. Farouk Farouk Abdullah. Abdullah. I just like you read a name to me before we started recording that sounded like a uh, a camp song. What, what was that? <laughs> you remember that? Uh, yeah, that one was um, or like a like a fifties dance, like the Watusi or something. It sounded like a oh Sheikh Mohammed bin Yahya Al Husseini Al Nanoi. Haman Hana Al Husseini Haman Anoni. What's the Yahya? It's the, it's the, Yaya. the The Yahya is what launches Bin Yahya Al Husseini Al Nanoi. <laughs> 
I want to know, are there other com- comedians on that list? No, that's the only comedian. Not Maz Jabrani or, or, or any of that? No, no, no. Not, well, I don't know. Okay. If they're there or not, but the little, the little, um, list that was pulled. Oh yeah. They, that I'm looking at. That was lifted from that the was 500. Lifted from the 500. Okay. Um, it, it, there's nobody on that list. Yeah. I didn't actually look at the list because that would be my numbing. Yes, it would be. It would be. <laughs> so, I, I, I do have to say, uh, the reason I bring it up is because I, I have a cousin as, as white bread as I am, mm-hmm. I have a cousin who's actually on the axis of evil comedy tour. Oh really? He's a comedian, yeah, and and he's he's great because his mom, who is my my, technically yeah, his mom's my relative, mm. uh, white bread Mormon woman, mm-hmm. married a, a Palestinian. Uh, now I think he's Mormon too now. Oh really? But he was born uh, Muslim, uh, and Palestinian, and wow. so so yeah, my cousin get my cousin Aaron Cater. Feel free to look him up. Uh, he, he got, he gets to do his, in his act, he gets to say, I'm half Mormon and half Muslim. How is that not an awesome lead in? Right. That's that's pretty good. Those jokes just write themselves. Yeah. You know, he he doesn't even have to work for it. It's just free. He just got it. He just got it from his parentage. Well, yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. So anyways, I just thought it was interesting that there's a lot of influential Muslims in the U S indeed. I think that is interesting. I think that's yeah. really globally influential. I mean, that's sort of the point is that these are yeah. these are heavily, highly influential people. Although, again, I gotta say, you, you think about the the king of Saudi Arabia, and then you and his influence, and then you think about Kareem Abdul Jabbar and his influence. Well, I don't think they're comparable. Well, <laughs> I don't think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is like number two on the list. Right? No, he's probably like he's, down in the three or four hundred. Yeah, he's got to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. There you go. Hmm. It's a lot of uh, a lot of cool stuff in the world, and I just realized that I, I wonder what it's like to be number five hundred on one of these. <laughs> You're like, I made the list. That feels good. <laughs> But I'm really but I'm kind of a loser on this. I lost. I mean, I beat the guy that goes to the mosque with me. <laughs> but, uh, well, okay, fine. I'll take it. I'll take it. Thanks for the honor. I mean, if we're going to be honest, this list, what's the, what's the official title of the list? Um, the official title of the list is the Muslim 500, the world's 500 most influential Muslims. And it's compiled by the Royal Islamic strategic studies center, oh, a okay. respected think tank in Jordan, in Jordan. I, I just think, I think they're being a little disingenuous here because I'm guessing that you won't find any like Muslim extremists, any of the modern day uh, Bin Ladens mm. on that list, mm. those guys are pretty fucking influential. Yeah, I'm just gonna say there's yeah. a lot of influence there. You know, when they're blowing blowing people up in 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 a market or whatever. Well, it's, yeah, I mean they should run it like the time person of the year, <laughs> right? Where it doesn't, where it's the person who was most newsworthy, not necessarily the most notable right yeah yeah, right yeah. or the most respected yeah right because they've had some uh they've had some real losers on that list yeah indeed or on who've made the cover right, right yeah i yeah i i just think you know maybe the taliban needs to be on there 
they're pretty influential. They they influence a lot of people. Yeah. But you're right. They're not on there. No. No. Okay. Well, there you go. There's a there's a secret list. <laughs> this is, a, yeah, this is this is influential mostly for good. Yeah. As opposed to just influential. Uh, well, anyway. all right. A couple things to bring up. Okay. Um one is um for those of you who uh downloaded this immediately after we posted it, um you'll notice that it was uh posted on uh Friday. As opposed to Monday or well, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday evening was typically what we were shooting for before. Right. That was what and we were sometimes doing. Sometimes there were some Mondays that got, got in there, like this right. last week. Right. This last week. What has happened is that our schedules have sort of shifted around, around a little again. bit. So yep. we're going to... we're gonna Friday, hopefully, is we found a place to lock down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you will be getting them <clears throat> Friday Evenings. evening-ish, yeah. probably. Uh-huh. Um, listen to them at your leisure. Absolutely. It is a podcast. You folks. can do it whenever you want. Yeah. You don't have to listen to it immediately. <laughs> Just because but, uh, it arrives on Friday doesn't mean you have to listen to it on Friday. But, but yeah, it, there will be a, that scheduling change yeah. from, from, from here into the foreseeable future. Yeah. And then also, um, well, we're, uh, we're, we wanted to kind of do another call out. Um, just to see if there are any of you still out there who have thought about going onto iTunes and leaving us a, a review and maybe haven't gotten around to it. We, mm. uh, we're like in the, we're in the mid eighties at the moment. We're, we're at 84, right. As of 84. right now. Um, and we thought that it might be nice to set a, set a goal of hitting a hundred. Yeah. We'd like to get over a hundred. It looks, I, I don't know, for some reason that, you know, that number, the triple digits feels great. Uh, feels great. Yeah. So if, and, if you haven't done it yet. You're probably you're probably listening on a device where you could just do it right now as you're listening. Yeah, that's probably true. So just go to iTunes, mm-hmm. find our you know search out. Thank God I'm atheist. Mm-hmm. Click on it, and then you can just write a review. Yeah. Click on write a review, and we like we have a fantastic rating. And mm. so thank you for everybody who yeah, has done this already. You guys, already. that's so sweet. Um, we're, yeah. We're, we're still at five stars, which makes us very, very star- happy. Yeah. Like it's, it's a crazy, we have like 80 some odd five star ratings. Right. So if you're going to mess that up, then don't go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, we will gladly take whatever you have to say about us. Yes. Um, we, we are open to critiques and constructive criticisms, or we're very also open to, you just writing something really, really nice. Yeah, that's awesome. And so if you would like to, there's other ways of like also becoming sort of part of the community. Mm. Um, there's, um, you can join or like us, I guess, on uh, Facebook. Yeah. Facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. And, uh, and that's a, a, it's fun and we're getting lots of mm-hmm. people participating. Uh, you can email us at podcast at thank God I'm atheist.com or you can leave us a voicemail, uh, which we, um, would probably end up playing yeah. on the podcast. Uh, the telephone number for that is four, two, four, six, 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 eight, four, four, two. Yeah. And then we also wanted to do another, um, we wanted to mention that, um, as kind of part of a thank you, mm. um, for, to our generous donors, uh, we wanted just to mention how uh, that we've been able to uh, use some of that money to buy some software. So yeah. It's actually going to be a, a great improvement and help us provide more uh, content and, and whatnot for the, uh, it, so, for the podcast. So, so good things are happening because of our donors. Yeah. And if you'd like to become a donor, you can do so by going onto the, the, our website, thankgodimatheist.com, and then looking on the right-hand side of the screen, there's a little thing that says support us. 
Yeah. Uh, and you can click on that, and you can do it two ways. You can either do a lump sum donation right mm-hmm. off the bat, or you can you can sign up to subscribe, and subscribers just choose uh, a monthly amount that they are comfortable with, and then it's just deducted deducted it's automatically. Just an automatic thing. So you have to sign up for PayPal to do that. Yeah. So. Thank you and so thank you. much yes, to all absolutely. of our donors. It's yeah. it's like the it coolest thing. Really, and it's hopefully we'll be able to continue to um, to um, sort of improve the podcast. And like for example, um, we're still using a borrowed microphone and borrowed yeah. mic stands. Right. And so there's a number of things that we, we we're still looking to kind of get set up a little bit. Yeah, more we with, so. we'd rather have our own stuff and and <laughs> our own. <laughs> To be able to ensure that we can bring this to right. you every so week. This, because at any given moment, <laughs> our, your friend could call could call and just say, <laughs> We're down a microphone. And we're just like, oh, oh, I oh, did. We're oh, we're sharing a microphone this week, Dan. By the way, I did, I, I'm did. i not sure that I ever thanked Tom. Tom Tom was one of our... our oh, thank our, you, Tom. I, I like, to, get, I like yeah. to call him out by name. Absolutely. Tom was a, is a, is a subscriber now. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, is it time for a break? Yeah. All right. Um, well, this is, we're going to, sorry, folks, hopefully you enjoy Pat uh, Robertson as much as we do. How can you not? <laughs> this guy's amazing. Every week, it's a juicy new bit of audio. Um, and this one, this one's just mind-blowing. And I think <laughs> we just are, we're just going to play it. Yeah. It's a little bit longer than most <laughs> that we, we tend to play, but it is. It, it, so it worth it. It pays off <laughs> in miraculous ways. Yes. So here we go. This is Michelle who says, I have three teenage boys and now two of them are questioning the Bible. This scares me. They tell me if the Bible is truth, then I should be able to reasonably explain the existence of dinosaurs. This is just one of many things they question. Even my husband is agreeing with them. How do I explain things to them that the Bible doesn't cover? I'm so afraid that they're walking away from God. My biggest fear is to not have my children and husband next to me in God's kingdom. Look, I know people are probably trying to lynch me when I say this, but Bishop Usher, God bless him, wasn't inspired by the Lord when he said it all took 6,000 years. It just didn't. And you go back in time, you've got radiocarbon dating, you've got all these things, and you've got the, 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 the carcasses of dinosaurs frozen in time out in the Dakotas, you know, they, they got Sue, that big, uh, um, what was it, you know, the, the, the fierce one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is it a Tyrannosaurus? Yeah, t- Tyrannosaurus Rex. And, and uh, I don't know if they, this one had a, a female name like Susie or something, but anyhow. <laughs> They're out there. And so there was a time that these giant reptiles were on the earth, and it was before the time of the Bible. So don't try to cover it up and make like everything was 6,000 years. That's not the Bible. That's Bishop Usher. And uh, so if you fight reveal science, you're going to lose your children. And I, I believe in telling them the way it was. Yeah. <laughs> what? So he doesn't exactly have all his facts like all in a line, but well, he's uh I, I just it's the last thing I would have expected. The from very Pat last Robinson. thing. Like what the hell? Yeah. I mean, I love it. <laughs> he's not a young earth creationist apparently. No, and believe me, there's tons who would be watching his show. So for him to come out and actually say well, and he Listen said to, they're they're gonna they're, like, they're gonna be pissed science. off at me about there this. There is good science. Yeah, revealed I mean, science. Yeah, 
What? Yeah. I'm just literally. I saw that and I li- smoke came out of my ears, <laughs> and I had a little bit of a explode. I tiny little aneurysm. Not oh, a big yeah. deal. Okay. All right. My God, that I just I didn't see it coming. Yeah, I did not. That man, God bless him. I would love. You know, it's so funny because. I put a on, on the Facebook. By the way, mm-hmm. everybody, if you go onto our Facebook, I'm I'm now doing a thing. We'll see how long, it, how many times I do this, but I'm now doing a thing where I'm putting up some surveys. I just think it's fun. Yeah, a little survey. So see I what you up, guys think. I put up a survey that was uh, uh, who would you know who would you rather drink, have a beer with? Yeah, yeah. And I put up a whole a whole bunch of different guys. Okay. Um, and, and the very scientific and, oh, yes. results. Oh shoot! Okay, we'll do results. Let me let me pull this up. <laughs> yeah, I mean because it was like it was like you know I I put Jesus on the list and I put uh-huh. uh, I put you know guys like Chris Hitchens and, and yeah, Dawkins sure. on okay. the list and and but you also put Pat Robertson right? and I put Pat Robertson uh, who is the guy that I t- that I voted for. Oh okay, because so you, oh you took your own survey. Yeah, I did. Okay. Sure, no, all right. why not? Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, we can remove my answer from the. Uh, <laughs> from adjust the numbers yeah we'll, we'll 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 make that but somebody else also voted for pat robertson which yeah. i think is great i uh oh shoot i'm not oh where are the surveys my surveys there we go sorry I'm, I'm navigating a site that i've never actually that i haven't spent a lot of time on okay but yeah i mean so this survey has uh has uh you know jesus and buddha and muhammad and Pat Robertson and Mitt Romney, just to see him drink beer. I mm. thought I'd put Mitt Romney on there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Chris Hitchens has now is now officially uh, in the lead with oh, a, okay. a, with a third of all respondents deciding that they would that they would have a beer with Chris Hitchens. Of course, um, in spite of the fact that I misspelled it. Would his also name. with Chris Hitchens uh, would not be just one beer. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, you could have just one beer. He'll have eleven scotches. <laughs> But you know who the who the close second is on that? Who? Jesus. Oh yeah, of course. People want to have a beer with Jesus. I sure. just want to find out. I've got some questions to ask him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Plus, beer is free because he you can just get water and he'll just turn it into that's wine. Well, I I, I assume he can do beer too. Eh, you you know. Plus, I like wine. It's fine. I'm gonna side with Ratzinger on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna it say to be- it's not in the Gospels. <laughs> He you, does wine. You Bible literalist, you. Yeah, he does wine. There's <laughs> nothing in the Bible about him doing beer. I'm not going to expect it. Let me just put it that way. Yeah. We got one person who wants Pope Benedict, who who, who would do oh, who would God. drink a beer with Pope Benedict. Dawkins comes on there. Somebody somebody voted for Mittens. Mm-hmm. And then I, I do, uh, I did put a place where people could put their own answers. Oh, okay. And, sure. uh, and so... Uh, Ellen DeGeneres made that. <laughs> That's a good one. I'd want to have a beer with Pope, Pope with John one. Paul. I can see that one. Pope mm-hmm. John Paul. Someone sure. someone said good Rasputin. Guy. Wow. Which, that would be an interesting drink. Yeah, I'll tell you. Probably a beer in your face. <laughs> a beer floating through the air with <laughs> occultic power. <laughs> I had to look up a couple of the people. That people. Uh, Somebody put funny. Alberto Santos Dumont. Do you know who that is? Mm. No, <laughs> I had to look him up. He's like a, a Portuguese guy who flew dirigibles around Paris back in the turn of the century. <laughs> Great, <laughs> fantastic. He's a he's an aviation guy. I like love that. it. Love yeah. it. Absolutely. All right. Anyway, well, we have a voicemail. We should probably listen to. Yeah, let's listen to that. I'm excited. Okay. I love right. voicemails. 
Hey guys, this is Tom in New Mexico. Two things about the Ten Commandments. First of all, how important can they be? Jesus was asked repeatedly about God's commandments in Mark 12, and he never got close to ten. Wouldn't the all-knowing God know his own rules? And second, what kind of God would include coveting, but say nothing about sex with children? Uh, I'd like to know what ten things you guys would include if you were writing the Ten Commandments. Love your show. Thanks. All right. This is a, I love this question. Well done. Yeah. Um, and it, it actually, um, kind of got us going in a couple different directions. Yeah. Um, and should we, should we immediately answer the question with our, with our lists? Well, yeah. So what we did, we actually, you know, every now and then we'll actually do a thing. <laughs> we'll actually do something. <laughs> so we actually sat down and wrote out our Ten Commandments. We haven't shared these yet. No, we don't know. Yeah. I, we don't know what's going to be on each other's right. lists of Ten Commandments. Yeah. Um, but but I I also thought that we could. I found it interesting to just think about what if we wanted to create a religion from whole cloth. Well. Uh, okay, I, that's funny. I kind of once you said that, I took it a slightly different direction. Okay, cool. Which was. I played a little a little game of designing my own god. Right. And that's where and, it came and, from. And, and saying, you know, like, I, in a world where I could pick a god and, and, like, would want, what god would I want to be subject to? Right. Okay. Okay. So, so let's start with, let's start with our top, with our top 10 lists. Oh, okay. And, right. and then, and then we'll, 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 do, we'll play de, build a god. Mm. It's mm. like build a bear only. <laughs> Design your own God from scratch. Yeah. So okay. so what does your list look like? Well, first of all, um, I kind of took a note from Tom. Okay. Um, which is where Jesus started mm. with like the golden rule. Okay. Right. Um, and so I wanted to acknowledge that in, in my own religion, I would, I, the golden rule would, would be, would reign supreme. Okay. Okay. I think that that's critical. That's important. The golden rule is fantastic. Every culture you might um, want to say the golden rule just so that we understand uh, do unto others as you would have them do unto you is right. the basic gist of the golden rule makes sense um and every society has basically come up with some version of this right um uh, to to kind of define it the the core of its of its ethical values mm -hmm. um but i was like okay well what how would i how would i design up more additional rules that i really wanted just to to say, mm -hmm. right? Things that I felt that were important that okay. needed to actually be mentioned. Sure. Um, because you can live a good, decent life just with the golden rule. Yeah. You, you can you can kind of... It's pretty strong. Um, yeah, it's, it's really good. You can logically come up with, you know... It gets mired down when you get into more complex situations. Sure. So. And these were things that I felt then needed to be mentioned. Right. Um, my first one... Oh, and I should also say that um, I wanted... My goal was to have no thou shalt nots. Oh, okay. These are all just things to do. Okay. So I guess this is thou shalt protect each other's freedom. Okay. Okay. Sure. Um, thou shalt give to the poor. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thou shalt provide national health care. Okay. Okay. Um, this is interesting. You and I are lining up on a lot of these really? things. Really? Yeah, yeah. Thou shalt provide... Uh, oh, no. Th thou shalt keep religion out of politics. Okay. Okay. Um, thou shalt proselytize your faith only to people who have asked about it. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. Uh, thou shalt hold 
thy belief no higher than anyone else's. Okay. Okay. Um, thou shalt build community centers that have no reference to me. Uh, <laughs> I am thy God and I'm fully confident in my status. You don't need to name drop. Um, thou shalt forget about me and live your life. Okay. I like that one. Yeah. Um, thou shalt celebrate the arts. Okay. And, nice. Uh, thou shalt trust the scientific method. I like it. Yeah. Nice. Those are my 10. Oh, good. I like that scientific method one. That's fun. <laughs> That's fun. Although, what if something better comes along? Hmm? What? If, well, I don't know. I, you know, I don't predict what that is. But what if something well, better? I, 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 this was God speaking to um, us today, right? In although, our time. although that tends that what we see tend tending to happen is that you know something that's meant for a time tends to get canonized, and suddenly it's for everybody forever. But that's okay. That's what happens. That's what happens. Here, so <laughs> mine were designed mostly out of like, I tried to be more universal. I tried to be more timeless mm. uh, in mine. Okay. And mine are, I, I've, I, mine, I guess, got sort of segmented off into sections. Oh, okay. So section one, uh, my my top commandment, and it's basically the same as yours. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I worded it a little cheesily. It, oh. it had to come out cheesy. Uh, oh, just because okay. that's uh, it was just this was what felt like the right thing for me. Okay, love fearlessly. That's my top commandment. Okay, <laughs> Frank, you guys should see the. <laughs> but here's the thing: all laws, rules, and guidelines, and for all things, should be based primarily on love for each other. I'm sorry, I'm okay. a hippie. If you want to call me a hippie, it's the same thing as the golden rule. It just doesn't sound yours. Didn't sound quite as hippie. But I'm sorry. Uh, that's where I think it comes from. Okay. okay. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not laughing at you, Dan. Frank is anti-love, everybody. <laughs> that's so mean. I'm sorry. I knew I, I'm, it was, I had to be honest about with myself about what I thought was the most important thing. And I think mm-hmm. everybody loving everybody. Oh, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm with Jesus on that one. Sure. That's Jesus. Love, love thy neighbor as thyself. Yeah. I yeah. think that that's, I think that's the best thing he came up with. That's not the golden rule. No. I had the golden rule, right? Yeah. But I think that's the best thing Jesus came up with, and I'm stealing it. Okay, cool. Um, the second one is along the same lines. Property and power are less important than community science and people fucking act like it. Mm, okay. Science. I didn't say science. I didn't mean science. I meant society. Community, oh. society, and people. Oh, okay. Property and power. a little bit more sense. Yeah. Property and power are less important than community, science, and people. So okay. So you have to fucking act like it. Okay. Um. Uh, so that's section one. Those okay. those two. Uh, section two, under the subheading, uh, everyone is of equal value and must be taken care of. Mm. Therefore, my third commandment is, as long as there is enough food and water that everyone can eat and drink, everyone must be provided sustenance. Mm. Okay. Uh, number four, everyone, everyone must be afforded medical care regardless of place or station. This includes mental and emotional care. Mm. Okay. Uh, number five, if someone is unable or even unwilling to take care of themselves, society must care for them. No exceptions. Okay. All right. Like um, my next section is the rules section. Uh, oh. Um, because while everyone is of equal value, not everyone is of equal social fitness. Mm. Uh, so, and this, this section starts out with all, all of the ones in this section start out with the word usually <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Okay. Usually, it's not okay to kill other people. Okay. 
Usually, it's not okay to steal stuff that the community recognizes as belonging to someone else or to deprive someone else of that which they have earned or need. Okay. Usually, it's not okay to take actions that hurt others on a small or large scale, which includes, you know, causing someone unwanted physical or emotional pain, but Mm. also stuff like polluting the air and causing a bunch of emphysema or whatever. Sure. Okay. Uh, Usually, it's not okay to infringe on the reasonable freedoms of others. Ah, Okay. And my 10th commandment is that olives are gross and nobody's allowed to eat them anymore. (laughs) So, oh, so you actually brought in a dietary <laughs> Yeah, I thought, issue. you know what? If God likes to mess uh, with people's diet. Absolutely. So, yeah. I'm banning okay. olives. You can't have them. <laughs> I was tempted to make everybody wear something, too. But no, we're just, I'm just getting rid of olives. In the book of Dan- <laughs> Dan- Dan- Danivicus. Daniel chapter 3. Oh, yeah. I was trying to do Leviticus. Right? Da- yeah. Danivicus. Ladanicus. Ladanvicus. Yes. Anyway, hmm. there you go. Those are so. So I think those. There was a lot of intersections. There were. Between there were a couple. Our. Uh, I was typically much more succinct than than. Have you read the Ten Commandments in the Bible? They're not succinct. <laughs> well, but this was. I was. I was doing the essence of. I. I feel like. I feel like I only uh, elaborated when it was useful. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, well, thou shalt not kill. I yeah. put that in there. So who who what, what is your god? Well, you know, I, so I thought about this, um, and as I thought about it, psychologically speaking, I couldn't get around the fact that I wanted my god to be humanoid, mm, to okay. be a person. Okay. Essentially, I think yeah. that I think that that's really what it needs to be. Uh, but I don't like the idea of you know, I and then I, I so then I thought male or female. Mm-hmm. Sort of, and I and I decided I I wanted a female god. Okay, I, f- I felt like a nurturer uh-huh. okay. was a, was a good was a good choice. So, uh-huh. so I got a woman. She's a nurturer. Uh-huh. I haven't gone. I mean, I don't I don't think race is an important issue. Okay. with a god, and okay. I certainly don't think that uh, that looks are that important. Sure, she okay. can sort of look however you need her to look. Okay. But but that's that was where I started. Okay. I wanted I wanted a, a, a nurturing, loving god. Okay, and I wanted that to feel feminine. Well, I want, I want uh, my God is a little bit more specific than yours. Uh, mine is a, a black lesbian who doesn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, I'm with you on that. I, right, I, like uh, I, I approached it from well, we got this white male, right? Obviously yeah. heterosexual, right? Right, yeah. Um, who just. Who, is too involved. Yeah, he's right? just well, not anymore. He well, really kind of stopped he, doing right, but sticking he's, his he, finger he in. He bothered with writing a bunch of laws, right? And so he obviously cares, right? Yeah, yeah about yeah. all this stuff. I mean, that that's the gist of any you know Christian. He was faith, a total right? like he was a social experimenter back in the in the oh, Old yeah. Testament. He, he was, was he was he was in the mix. He was just he was just. Yeah. Trying shit out, yeah. just see what happens. I don't know. We'll, we'll just let everybody. Ha- oh no! Now now they're now they're going crazy. I'll just kill all of them and start over with yeah. a new yeah. a new batch. Um, and then um, I, I decided that I I want uh, adherence of of this faith to only attend church twice a year mm. uh, because I figure that's that's sort of a default number that people <laughs> are comfortable with. Okay. Right? Um, and instead of it actually being like church, church, it's, uh, it's a feast with your friends. Okay. And only those family members you like, 
um, and who accept you for who you are. Right. Um, and uh, you eat, you drink, you sing songs, you break things. <laughs> um, there's drunk fireworks in the street. <laughs> and uh, you watch YouTube videos. Okay. <laughs> That's uh that 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 sounds like a fun time. I think you may have made a calculated error. However, oh, what's I think that? I think psychologically what you needed to do was command that everyone go to church or or say everyone should go to church much more than two times. Ah. Uh-huh. But the but have only two required times. Oh. Cuz if you have only two times period. So there is church going on all the time and if you want or slash need more right, than that you right, can right and that way you've right. got you you build a community or whatever but there's two required time plus if you only do the two times mm-hmm. then the people who don't go to church really will forget about it they'll, yeah. they'll lose track they won't feel that obligation that they'll feel right. if there's church all the time but at very least you have to go these two times right okay but then sure. again it, your church sounds like such a fun party that why wouldn't you go well yeah exactly you go you do it <laughs> twice a year and uh because anything more mm-hmm. would be seriously bad for your health right so i th- i think my church is literally just it's i mean you know we're coming at this as atheists so this is <laughs> every time i imagine church i'm like nope no church my church is no church but then again <laughs> i i do really love the idea of you know there being a requirement that people get together serve each other, mm. help each other. Mm. You know what I mean? All of those things really appeal to me. Oh, so it's very Sikh. Your your church sounds Sikh to I, me. I know not. I know very little about how Sikh church operates. Well, they but... go and they do their little churchy thing, mm-hmm. whatever it is. I, I'm not very clear on that. But I know that then, then they have a communal meal. Mm. And everybody is required to, first of all, Sikh, Sikhs um, sort of... They're they're very much about equality, mm-hmm. right? Um, right. Especially amongst the classes, right? They don't have class divisions, right? Um, and uh, obviously, coming from the part of the world that Sikhs do, you can see why that would be an issue. Mm. Um, and so they they've said no class distinctions, and um, and so when they're serving the meal, everybody has to participate. And it doesn't matter whether you're the wealthiest member of the congregation, you might end up. Um, clearing people's plates and washing mm. them and yeah. it, so it's it's very much everybody's involved everybody's doing it everybody's they're they're uh helping each other out sure they're, they're just involved and i can get behind that. that yeah i like it a lot i like actually. that yeah so my so and i like the headwear oh i, I, I wouldn't want to wear a hat no no and, and the whole not cutting your hair thing. yeah i really oh. need to be able to cut my hair that's just kind not carry a little knife a little ceremonial knife with them everywhere do they uh-huh, yeah. oh there you go that's fun i i literally i i think my it would be important to me that there be community for those who want it mm-hmm. you know a, a place a, a place to gather and a place to talk to each other and, and people who care right um and that's about it you know caring hmm. for each other programs to hurt to help everybody programs to hurt everybody to hurt everybody programs <laughs> for hurting <laughs> I mean, you know, you could have a fight club in the basement. That's fine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind that. Uh, and a bowling alley. I think there should be a bowling alley. It has to be a bowling alley. We, we reported on bowling alleys in churches. I had never been aware of that before. Right. I want there to be a bowling alley in the church. Okay. All right. You get a bowling alley. Everybody puts a bowling alley. Or, yeah. you know, if bowling's not part of it. You know, in Canada, it can be a curling lane. There you go. Or something. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I think those are nice. I, I think these are nice religions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Church of Dan and the Church of Frank. Yeah. Maybe. I'm, oh, maybe the next poll will be: do you, Are you joining the Church of Dan or the Church of Frank? 
Maybe we'll put Mine that. Mine sounds a lot more fun than yours. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't I, figured I like, out, sorted out the fun stuff yet. Yeah. Although I do have bowling alley. We have bowling. Yeah, well, we have an awesome kick-ass <laughs> feast. Drunken debauchery. Yeah, yeah, yeah You yeah. have drunken debauch. This is how you're bringing people to your church. <laughs> you're, you're bribing them with drunken debauchery. <laughs> you're like, here, have some sacramental wine. Here, no? Here, have some sacramental burn whiskey. Burn yourself with these fireworks. Right, have some have drunk. sacramental gin. <laughs> sacramental whiskey. It doesn't matter. Uh, Just get drunk. <laughs> sacramental drunkenness. Do it in the name of me. Frank. All right, everybody, go out there and drink in the name of Frank. Yeah, all that's, right. That's what we. That's what we're encouraging. Yeah. So go and go ahead and like us on Facebook. Oh yeah, do that. Facebook.com slash TGI Atheist is how you find us, and uh, you can email us if you'd like to ask us a question or you know comment on something. Mm-hmm. Um, that's podcast at thankgodimatheist.com, right? Or you can uh, leave a voicemail like our our friend uh, Tom Tom did today. Uh, by calling uh, the uh, our voicemail number, which is four two four six 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 TGIA, which is four two four six 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 eight four four two. That's correct. All right. Well, thank you guys. Hey, have a good uh, holiday season, everybody. Bye bye.